exactly a minute after eight, now gone two minutes after eight. Good evening. Thank you so much for having joined us. You're on Rise FM in 60 Minutes. I'm This evening I'm joined by the MEC of the Department of Health, MEC Sasegani Manzini. She is in our studios. We'll definitely look into the state of healthcare in the province. But before I bring in the MEC, you'd remember that Mpumalanga, every Tuesday we bring on uh, individuals and organizations to look into service delivery. And tonight, we're, I suppose it's not different because we have brought in the Department of Health to account or somewhat give us a perspective and plans around what they have planned to try and salvage and even combat some of the issues that have engulfed the department as far as in their healthcare centers. MEC Manzini <coughs> is in our studios. MEC, everyone, good evening to you. Thank you so much for having joined us this evening. Thank you very much, uh, Musa, and uh, good evening to the listeners at home. Yeah, MEC, I think with the latest reports uh, coming out today of Minister of Health, Dr. Joe Patla, having <coughs> tested positive for COVID, I'd like us maybe to start a conversation there and maybe talk to you around how would you describe the province uptake of COVID-19 and what would you say are the lessons learned there in, in, in that era of COVID? Of course, you, you remember that... Uh, Ever since we got vaccine in the in the country, we were encouraging our community members to take the vaccine, seeing the president being the first one, followed by the minister during that time, and uh, introducing vaccine in terms of the different ages, starting with those who are more vulnerable, our elderly people or your healthcare workers. So since then, we've been trying to go around the province, trying to encourage and even assist asking you to assist us yeah. in terms of uh, your radio station and really appreciate that mm. because you came on board and uh, you allowed us to come on your studios to make sure that we talk to our people because uh, we can't undermine uh, the audience uh, that we are having the, at home, yeah. the listeners that ever on a daily basis they are listening to you and some of them, they like, they like you to an extent when it's, it's you that's saying, go and vaccinate. Yeah. And some of you went public to say yeah. we're vaccinated. Yeah. And we come a long way uh, in terms of making sure that our people are safe. And um, if you look at our numbers currently, uh, in terms of the death in the country, uh, we are seeing a lot of uh, decreasing. And also, hence we are sitting here today, we don't even have a mask yeah. as a result of that. Because so. we are seeing that... Uh, we can slowly open up and make sure that our people are safe. So, so far we have vaccinated 1,379,955, which is 45.24%. And out of that, we want to commend Etlanzeni because they are at 55.28, meaning that over 626,210 people have vaccinated, followed by Kharsibande at 42.50%, which is 346,211. And Gangala is our lowest at 36.95 and uh, vaccinated 407, 534,000. So we, we also seeing uh, municipalities like your Bushpark Ridge, which is above uh, 65.60%, and above even the provincial uh, percentage, meaning yes. that people from Bushpark, maybe it's because that's where I come from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they are supporting. Yeah. Maybe they are supporting you. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they want to be safe. They are able to, uh, they listen and they, they comply in terms of making sure that they vaccinate. Mm. And uh, what encourages us is that, uh, like I said, when we started, we started with those who are above 60 years of age and we're seeing 59.2 already vaccinated. 
our target was above 60% as a country to say if we can at least have 60% of uh, above 60 vaccinated because this group in their main they've got your comorbidities so we you'll understand that if you've got comorbidities and at that age you the chances in terms of the numbers that we are seeing are those that are losing their lives so we are encouraged by this number and also those that are 50 and 59 they are at 58% uh, young people like yourself um, 35, 49, uh, 32%, or you're even below that, 18 and 34, they're at 52%. Uh, at least we are seeing this uh, youth, yeah. because youth is 18 and 34, they're at 52%. It was a struggle to get them to vaccinate. <laughs> so we, we yeah. are encouraged that now they are coming yeah. and they are, they, are, they are even surpassing our age group uh, because those ones were saying, we're not going to be um, uh, lower than those ones of 18 and 34. But yeah. now we are seeing that their vaccinating is encouraging. And 12 and 17 also at 29%. So, we, we, of course, currently we are seeing a decline in terms of people vaccinating. And uh, we want to say we have opened most of our clinic because we can't be having outreach forever. <laughs> I mean, this should be part of the normal lives. Sure. That when you go to a clinic... As you go and do your normal when you're sick or whatsoever, you must know that this, I must also vaccinate. Mm. So because they use the very same human resource that we are having, we can't be taking them to go to each and every corner as if we don't know. We know that they must vaccinate. So the, the numbers that um, uh, we are still looking for in terms of vaccination, please go to the facilities and vaccinate because uh, as now I was talk- as I was coming this side I was talking to the minister because I've seen he tested positive yeah. but we were saying no let me see I'm fine yeah, I've tested positive that's what we we're saying mm. that it does not prevent you from being infected yeah. to be vaccinated but yes. you can just like have symptoms of flu like that's mm. what we we're saying Yeah, because if it's like that hence we are now moving our mask if all of us could just have those flu but we know that you're vaccinated yeah. we are not worried because you're going to get well and go back to work mm. so that's where we are but of course we want to request your good self to continue to encourage our people mm. to go and vaccinate because in terms of our facilities i've said most of them they are vaccinating in the community where they are staying yeah so they can continue and go there and vaccinate yeah. and missy i'm interested to find out your view of the state of health you know some have described it as dysfunctional some have described it as having collapsed but i'm mostly interested to hear from you as the you know the leader of the very same department you know how do you look at the department in in, in, and what do you see i can't say that uh, uh, in the department of health in terms of our clinics the state of um, our facilities and how we run the department uh, has collapsed. What do you mean by it just collapsed? Mm. Because where I'm seated, you, you go to any clinic, yeah. it's open. If something has collapsed, it means you can't even enter. And what is it that you expect when you go to a clinic? You expect to get a nurse mm. that must assist you. That you can get in all our clinics. Yeah. And the second thing, you are expecting to get medication that you can get. And... Uh, that's all we are saying. So if you are saying services have collapsed, it's when we will have listeners coming here and saying, we went to that facility, no one assisted us. Yeah. Uh, you can only uh, complain about certain things. Sure. We agree. But that is not a, a state where you are saying, we are declaring that uh, at the provincial level in the province, mm. uh, the, 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 our health facilities have collapsed. Yeah. Yes. But then I suppose... Would it be a fair analysis to say that the tertiary hospitals in the province are overly glorified? You know, 
I mean, some are saying that we, there are certain services that we don't even provide. We transfer patients to the likes of the Steve uh, Biko Academic Hospital in Gauteng. Yes, I've heard that, uh, and it was some, at some point uh, one of the leaders of the Democratic Alliance was saying that. Yeah. But then the question is, what do you mean by um, the tertiary healthcare service in the province has collapsed? Because as I can say that uh, in the province we do have got two tertiary hospitals, which is your Whitbank and your Rob Ferrer. Yeah. And out of that, uh, we we are able to we are expected to offer maybe eight core clinical specialists that are the core of the provision of the specialist services at that level. And your pediatric, which is child health services, your obstetric, gynecologists, psychiatrists, and uh, many of those things. And as, I, as I'm speaking in the province, we, we are a rural province. We understand that and we don't have a university in the province because most of the specialists, they want to do research. So when as they come here, they don't want to be far away from universities. Sure. But it's, it's the very same province that we, we managed to introduce oncology services, uh, we had patients that were traveling to uh, for chemotherapy services sure. in your Steve Biko. And, uh, of course, currently we are providing those services in Rob Ferrer and also in Whitbank Hospital. And uh, we, we can say that currently we are even speaking to the minister to assist us so that we expand those services so that we can say as a province we can't have uh, any uh, any patient that is uh, diagnosed with cancer that will go to uh, housing. Mm-hmm. But our patient, I don't know whether they are living in the province, themselves will be saying, we are now waking up in the morning at home, going to Rafael and go back home. Something yeah. that was not happening in the province. So we mm-hmm. are providing those services. We are also providing radiology services in the province, in the two tertiary hospitals, where we managed to get your CT scans, which are very advanced equipment that will assist us in terms of making sure that in this province we are providing 24-hour radiology services. Mm. And uh, over and above that, we also managed to connect our regional hospitals uh, so that we can also get those services at that level. So you you, you can say that... uh, out of 11 hospitals, which are your district hospital in the province, do have those x-rays which are analog digital, digital meaning that uh, you are able to link with a radiology mm. at the very same tertiary hospital, which we are saying they have collapsed in the province. And therefore, you are able to proper diagnose and treat at that level. Mm. So we have linked even our tertiary regional and district hospital. Sure. So you can say that uh, the services have collapsed in the province. We have introduced your nephrology services, which is your kidney diseases in the very same province, mm. in the very same um, uh, tertiary hospital that we are having in the province. And uh, we, your neurosurgery also we have introduced in the province, which is your brain operation. We have three uh, neurosurgeries currently in two in Ropferrer and one in Whitbank Hospital. So, we are doing our best as a province. And yeah. of course, we'll understand, as I've said, uh, to, for us to get a specialist, you must go and headhunt, mm. get that person to agree to come and work in the province. Hence, we, 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 we are doing that as a province. And over and above that, we, we said, let's also have our own doctors. So far, we have around 34 that are studying. They will come back and work in the, whole, in the same province. Because are they born from the province? Yeah, we have given them bazaars. Okay. Yeah, we've given them bazaars uh, to go and study. 
meaning that they will come back and work in the very same facilities. Remember for you, if we have given you buzzer in terms of the contract, yeah. you were supposed to come back and work here. Sure. So we, we, are, we are doing that also as a province to make sure, and over and above that, we are working with the Vets University. They are assisting us in the two tertiary hospital because on our own we are unable to attract those specialists, but if it's through them, they are able to come mm. and assist us in the province. So to say that indeed uh, services have collapsed, it means you're not staying in the province because in terms of health, yeah. you, you must maybe one day give you a list in terms of how many people have admitted sure. and how many people uh, has been then dis- uh, at discharged, went back home. Mm. And maybe they will tell you better than us sitting <laughs> here because when we speak, you think yeah. that uh, we are to- But maybe if you have got an option sure. of other services, then you'll say that. But those... Uh, Ordinary people that we are servicing as a department, they appreciate the good work of, with the challenges that we are facing. Mm. You'll remember that uh, the president even convened a presidential health summit to look at the challenges that cut across the country. The issue of infrastructure is a problem. Mm. Uh, the issue of shortage of staff is a problem. But we need to thank even our frontline workers, our healthcare workers. They are doing their best to make sure that they service our people. And also, the very same people who are saying, uh, the state of health in the province have collapsed. When we are saying we want to introduce NHI, they are refusing. <laughs> you don't want to support that because yeah. the problem is the budget allocation of the public health mm. in, in the country. Yeah. You're on Rise of Femme in 60 minutes. Away in on the conversation. I don't want to hawk the MEC. You're more than welcome to dial in the number 072 885 on 013-757-0096. That's how you get in touch with us this evening. Let me see. Interesting enough that you've mentioned the issues of infrastructure. And, you know, I saw a video of an oversight um, of obviously a political party having gone to Rob Ferreira. They were showing that leaking um, Giza and of which um, there are issues of infrastructure in with Bank Emalachini Hospital. And as well as I know that you, you were recently in Kamshushua. You also went to um, Guamsha. I mean, you were there. You've done your own oversight visit. What seems to be the issue in those hospitals? The issue of your wheat bank. Of course, you know that uh, that infrastructure, it was built long time ago. And uh, you'll have some leakages, you'll have some challenges in terms of that. I think it was around 1920-something that it was built. So even our own houses, sometimes you'll have leakages. Yeah. And uh, it's in mergence. Mm. So there was some leakages in that building. And um, it affected two wards. So you imagine that if it affected two wards, it means that there were patients that were supposed to be catered in those two wards. It's not like something that without any emergency that happened. Mm. Before, there was no challenge. So we had to move those patients to um, your your nearest hospitals that are around Emalachlin and also with Middlebeck because it's not far. So in, in the process of doing that, you know, we can't capitalize on on something and want to portray pictures if ever because you are so desperate sure. to show uh, the status of health in the province as something that has collapsed. It, it, it was just an emergency that we had to come up with a plan mm. uh, to make sure that we continue like w- we are correct. I was at Kwam, uh, Part of dealing with the problem of the infrastructure that we had now we had to take our specialists to go and work so that those patients, because they see patients from the district hospital, mm. so that some of them, they don't have to come to Whitbank. 
the, the specialist then goes to those different uh, in, in the form of outreach. So, and uh, what is good is that we are not here complaining about Witbank as an infrastructure that is dilapidated and all that, but there is a budget allocated, the premiers pronounced on a Dinama Malachi, a new tertiary hospital that we are going to build underway, mm. budget put aside. So how do you then want to capitalize on something when there is a, there is a plan in terms of a permanent plan to resolve a, that infrastructure problem? Yeah. So it, it's not like, we, as I've said, on top of our list, we acknowledge that we do have infrastructure problem because of our uh, hospitals and clinics that uh, have been built long time ago. Mm. But we can show as an ANC-led government currently to say what is it that we've done. We are building your Mapulaning, state-of-the-art tertiary uh, regional hospital. We've built Middleback, your Mamitake, even Rob Ferreira, it was renovated. It was not like this before. So we, we, there is something that we are doing our pedal in all the, the regions. There is some project that we've put aside so that we improve your 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 your, your infrastructure. You go to Khersibande, working with national, you go to a clinic at that level. Most of them, they are at the platinum because we are piloting the NHI that people are not even supporting. Mm. They are not supporting it so that we continue not to have uh, resources to address the problems that are facing our people uh, on the ground. But we are going to fight and make sure because we did, um, Parliament did your uh, consultation in the different uh, provinces and people have supported so that is, will be the permanent solution for us so that we are able to provide the quality healthcare services that we want for our people. Yeah. Yes. And Rise of M60 Minutes, the MEC of Health is my guest this evening. I have opened up the line 072-885-7702. That's our WhatsApp line. But you're more than welcome as well to dial in the number 013-757-0096. Feel free to dial in that number. Even if we're not talking, we'll definitely pick it up and uh, yeah, hear your side of the story and some of your experiences in the healthcare facilities of our province. But also, let me see, the community-led clinic monitoring project, uh, Rishidze, released a report on the state of primary uh, healthcare in the province, I mean, at the end of June. They've said that even though they've seen a decline in the number of, um, uh, you know, waiting period in some of these clinics, I mean, they say between... Um, uh, four hours, 33 minutes. Now, the province of Pumalanga, some of the many facilities seats at about four hours, five minutes. You know, What is then the, 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 the view of the department on the waiting time? And is there a prescribed waiting period? And what is the department doing to ensure adherence in that aspect? Yes, um, I agree that uh, in terms of waiting time, sometimes it becomes a problem for our clinics, but You'll agree with me that I'm all over trying to do my unannounced visit. Yeah. And uh, late, I think it was last week, if it's not this week, uh, I convened all the supervisors and uh, of clinics, mm. starting from the provincial one, because we do have a chief director and managers who are working at the provincial level, at the district level also. We do have got district managers. Yeah. that are supposed to be assisting us and supervisors that only monitor around seven clinics and PhD managers. I convene all of them to say I can't be running around monitoring clinics when they are there to make sure that uh, those uh, clinics are, mo- are monitored and are run in a manner that is expected. And we do have programs that can assist us in terms of making sure that we reduce the waiting time. For example, the CCMD 
where you are able to register when if you are taking chronic medication because some of the people are there and not even supposed to be waiting when they can get register in other uh, what do you call pharmacists and go and collect your medication and uh, a practical example we, we do have got even booking system so that you know good on this day these are the number of people that are coming for chronic uh, your children and all this thing so that uh, you give them even times and other clinical monitors are doing that. You go to, I went to Kapogwin. I was very impressed because they are doing that. And it shows that if you can follow in the, that system and making sure that our people are, are assisted in that, in that regard. And also the issue of AHPRS system where you are able to register people online. Uh, it also assists in terms of going around looking for files and all this thing. And uh, I think even the budget that we allocated to deal with the uh, by the Honourable Premier, our file system will assist us in terms of making sure that waiting time, uh, we, we, are, we deal with waiting time and making sure that our people are assisted on time. But others, we can't run away from staff attitude. Yeah. Some generally, they do have attitude. Huh. Where from this day and age, a person uh, will <laughs> I mean, we are all this thing. Mm. We don't expect that from our healthcare workers. So these are the things that we are working with your clinic committee. Each and every clinic yeah. have a clinic committee. And that clinic committee is um, elected by the very same community around that area. Represent your traditional leaders, your business and traditional healers, all these different structures. And uh, those structures, they, if they function, we won't have people doing that because these people are trained to say this is what you must go into in terms of monitoring how the clinic is run. And over and above that, we do have what counselors who are part of that clinic committee. So if all of us and uh, we can make sure that we don't allow, because they are doing this thing because we allow them to do that. But if we can make sure good from time to time, we monitor it. And if there's anything, you call any office. Because we are also encouraging these operational managers to put their cell phone numbers. Yeah. So that you call them and even those supervisors, whosoever, uh, you ma- their numbers must be accessible so that we are able to uh, complain. Because we do have got suggestion box where you need to write. Not everyone can write. <laughs> and with the Department of Health writing, you can lose a life while you are still writing a complaint mm-hmm. in a box. But if you can complain while you are there. So we encourage our people. If some of them, they call you, I went on this day. And I was not treated well. That's not what we want. If you go there and you're not treated well, why do we are still there? Complain there. Complain there. You know your counselor mm. and you know everyone that is supposed to be assisting you. So you call them while we are there. Mm. And the co- clinic committees must be known by the community so that they are also accessible for, 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 for them to assist. We do have also our hotline uh, in, in, in the department that we encourage our people to use from time to time. They must call us and... Uh, this one is free. It's 0800-111-51. We'll assist you while you're there. Mm. So use that number. You go to any clinic or any hospital, you don't even have to say anything to them. Call while you're there. This is what they're doing. We're yeah. able to assist. Let me see. I understand that we're getting a, quite a number of voice notes. Uh, my producer is still screening some of them, but here's one that we can play. Okay. Um, five hours. And in that period of five hours, I also had to wait for Bandula Bangina in a chip to go to the Baba Baba Bang Nike. Now, 
can we go back to the principles of health professionals knowing what they must put people first put people first because I suppose this one is not really much of a question. Let me see. Is yeah, somebody echoing what you say? We don't want that. How are we going to assist? Tell us which hospital. Yeah. So that it's straight. I always tell our healthcare workers, if you are looking for a job, don't even go and become a nurse or a doctor. Mm. Go somewhere else and become another profession. Don't go for department because one people who have got a calling who love our people so that you can go there and assist them. Yeah. Maybe my uh, somewhat tail end or maybe last submission would be what is then the latest in the payment of workers who worked during COVID-19? Because we understand that there were several protests and somewhat of action, industrial actions and some of the clinics in Barberton where, you know, the, the, um, organizations there, the unions were flagging that you know they have not been compensated for the overtime that they worked during COVID 19. It's such a general statement because where I'm seated, I don't know if people were not paid. Uh, if there are specific people, yeah. they can talk to HR. If they're not assisted, they can elevate the matter to our offices. But where I'm seated, I'm not aware. I do have got meetings with organized labor yeah. bi weekly. Since there was COVID, so we have that those meetings. We're dealing with COVID, yeah, with all organized labor. But we, I put deliberately any other matter, yeah. So there's no matter like that that has been raised at that level to say maybe there are people that uh, have not been uh, paid by 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 our healthcare workers. Yeah. But of course, we if there is any healthcare worker that has not been paid, we are more than welcome to process that uh, that claim. Mm. Mm. No, let me see. Uh, I look at the time and I look at some of the things that we still need to cover. It's quite a number of them and the time would not really allow. I mean, you have agreed to come willingly to our studios and we want to thank you for that. Uh, me, I have to go now. Let me see. Up next is definitely has to be another show. You and I can talk forever. Yeah. But I want to thank you, you know, for the frankness that you have uh, displayed this evening. I, I mean, you did not come here to tell us that everything is rosy and glory in the department. You did say that there are definitely in the, well, infrastructural problems. However, it's as a result of some of these uh, institutions and buildings having been built, you know, in, 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 in quite in a number of years before us. And yeah, it's definitely one of those things. I suppose to patients who have gone to um, healthcare uh, centers and, you know, they've not really, um, you know, been happy with, with, with the service. And now some of them have resorted to going on social media and just, mm. you know, um, lambasting some of the experience there. Maybe as your parting shot, what would you say? Uh, besides maybe, uh, obviously, you've, I know that you have outlined, you know, the numbers and, and, and whatnot. Just mm. maybe from Ubuntu building, you know, mm. because I understand that some, I mean, it happens that now and then we might not be on our best behavior and mode mm. as people. Because I had a conversation today, particularly with some of the healthcare workers. Yeah, you. You'd understand some of the work pressures they work under. But I mean, as a head in that department, what should you say? Yes, we, we as I've said, to say I encourage that uh, all our patients, as uh, they go into our facilities, let's adopt a culture of saying, let's complain while we're there. Let's find a way. Uh, if you're going to a clinic, there's an office of the operational manager who's the manager of that clinic. Yeah. Go to that office before 
uh, as it happens, or whatever, whether you're not treated well or whatsoever, go to that office of the operational manager. If you're not assisted there, there are clinic committees, and those clinic committees, uh, I'm busy signing their letters now. They should be known by the community, so that if there's anything that uh, the community is not satisfied as representing the community. So you can see that is government. We are trying by all means to say over and above having managers, let's also have governance structures that will oversee the work that we are doing as a department on our behalf. It's the same thing even in hospital. There's a hospital board that we have appointed from the community that are representing the community. Mm. So let's use them. And also uh, um, I promise our people that there's no person that will be supposed to be doing their work and not doing that. Yeah. Let me see. Just maybe briefly. My producer indicated to me that this on the rise of um, platforms now saying we did not play some of their reactions. Maybe briefly, let me see. There's uh, quite a number of them, but let me touch on this one. Two working ambulances around Middleburg. Patients are always missing their date. What's the problem? Where are the ambulances? But also let's play maybe this uh, voice note and then we'll react together to some of them. Uh, <laughs> We can see to MC way to we are seven Zanzima, Maraban to back, Abasevins, Aban to back, Abanagi, Abantu Miscat. And after that, Tine Abantu is attendable, is Siagubola Paya is better. Siplebasitao MC will help Abasevins. We can see who MC is trying by all means, but Asavens, but Abantu back. Abasebins, Minibangi Mtela MC, Gut Angavagashela, Iga Kul is better than Sasema Tukwan. We all know what once were admin to Emma Tukwan. It might happen to Masabu Yekai. Uyomansos fail a paya, Nyakela attended a cool in the Abayala Pema Tukwan is better. I bugleas no saba, very no fear, no favor. Is Medis Kulu missing Abasali, Bala Pimpu Malanga. Attending the September. Yeah, Utango the Temba, I understand there's a new CEO there. Yes. And uh, yeah, but but I suppose react to those MEC before we go. Yes, the issue of uh, ambulances in Middlebeck, uh, I, I might not have numbers in terms of exactly how I many do we have. Uh, maybe we'll attend to that if there is an outcry in terms of uh, that area. The issue of Matikwana, I've been there. Uh, the first time I went there, the CEO that was there, we have removed the CEO because we could see that I could see that the problem is that CEO at that time. So that CEO was removed. Now we have got a new acting CEO. Uh, we have advertised that post. We are going to appoint another CEO at that at Matikwana. Even now, I went there, we are meeting with the community members that are there to make sure that uh, we address the issues that they are raising there. And we believe that we are going to resolve all these issues because working with the hospital board and the community that were there also to raise the issues. So the issue of Matikwane, I, I, I do, I go to Matikwane and I went there, I think it was two weeks ago, 14 days before, because we had a meeting also dealing with the issues of Matikwane. The issue of Temba, um, you are correct, we've appointed <coughs> a new CEO. She's working very hard there. 
uh, even the number of calls that I normally receive, I'm no longer receiving them because people do have my numbers. They call me and I encourage them to call me. Sometimes I even give them uh, over the year while I'm doing my interviews yeah. because they are very much reasonable. They don't mm. just call. Yeah. When they call, there's an emergency. No, so nice. we do attend to those emergencies and we encourage them to call and make sure that uh, issues are raised and we attend because this is an issue of life and death. If you don't call, if you don't complain, we are not going to be assisted. You you can end up dying without raising the issues that are happening in the different facilities. Yeah, I mean, so I'd love to keep you, but look, people are starting to, yeah. But maybe before I let you go, MEC, you spoke about, you know, uh, channels where people need to report and what happens if someone like this uh, text that we've got, say, Kwamisanga is the worst. They treated me so badly. When I lost my sister, I lodged the complaint. They didn't bother to get back to me. So this individual patient and listener of the station lodged a complaint. No one bothered to come back to her with the complaint. I hope in terms of your system, maybe you'll have the contact numbers of that person yeah. so that we can attend to that med. Uh, we, we are, hence I'm saying, I, I, I'm insisting that the CEO's numbers must be everywhere. I don't know how, um, because I, I've tried to give to municipalities because I believe at the municipal level, if the mayor, the MMC that is dealing with health, yeah. and and they can give all the councillors, the numbers of the CEOs and everyone else who is responsible for the Department of Health. Mm. So the communities can even demand those contacts because they must be made available to the community so that they're able to complain. If they can call me, there's not any other person in the department whom can be reached because whether you're sleeping or whatsoever. If I can wake up, it, and I always tell them, I receive a call about your facility, it means you're not doing your job. Why they are not calling you? Yeah. MC, let's park it there for this evening. Thank you so much for having come. Really appreciate it. And thank you so much for the information that you have uh, disseminated this evening. Hopefully it will benefit and just build this province of ours that we love so much. Thank you so much for having come on to our program. Thank you very much uh, to yourself and to the listeners at home. Umalanga, that's it for us this evening. Coming up next is the lovely Pretty D. Definitely she will be at your comfort with the music and as far as the conversations are concerned. Good night.